heart and soul of a nation, beckons the call. The voice of our forefathers heard in the distance. A house divided against itself cannot stand. To reclaim our honor. honor. Our soul. The challenges of a generation call out. Future generations hang in the balance. We choose liberty. This is the voice of a nation. The nation. The nation. The nation. And now, Malcolm. Twenty years. It's been twenty years since 9/11. It's it's a uh, really a momentous uh, historical moment uh, when you look at that uh, that moment. You know, 9/11 was supposed to be the wake-up call for our country. Um, that it was it was a moment that uh, I, I don't know. It's like a, a, a moment of maturity actually uh, for uh, uh, for America, and the fact that we recognized that we were not safe from terrorists. You know. Prior to that, you know, we had that other incident early on in 9-11, what, back in 93, I think it was. Uh, but that, you know, we had pretty well kept out of a lot of the, the terror attacks on our soil, I'm talking about here, on American soil. No, they were happening around the world, and they were certainly happening against our military. But I'm talking about back here at home. And so that was a real wake-up call, what happened at 9-11 for the country. And you remember, you know, the President Bush at the time, it was, uh, in fact, it it was actually in a different kind of moment. If you remember this now, when Americans actually were, in fact, it's the last time Americans were actually united, in my mind anyways. I don't remember a moment since then where the country actually came together and forgot whether they were Republican or Democrat, and they fought as Americans, and they were the outrage was incredible. But again, the pictures of those buildings and what was happening, you know, people jumping out of, uh, you know, uh, uh, windows, and, and uh, you, know, you, you remember the scenes. I mean, it was, it was crazy. And uh, America knew that this was a war that uh, could very well um, invade us time and time again. Now, what's happened since then is the question, Now, remember, the reason we went into Afghanistan, I want to remind you, was uh, so that we could, uh, how do you say, um, not give safe haven. We didn't want to give them, well, it's the same reason in the Middle East why Trump went after the the caliphate that was forming with ISIS, remember, and the Middle East. It was so that we wouldn't give safe haven to this the, these uh, barbarians, these these uh, my, these uh, terrorist minds that really uh, only goal is to do harm to uh, anyone who doesn't believe in their cult, their 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 ideology, their Sharia law, all of that. And this is you know, it's not far fetched, people, to figure this out. What's really going on here? And uh, so. You know, I'm thinking here about that moment of time and the fact of why we invested. Wow. I mean, 20 years of of, uh, blood, more so, I have to say that first, of men and women, uh, our U.S. troops, our soldiers that were killed out there, maimed, destroyed, families torn apart. You know, the pain and suffering that came out of that. I mean, if you think about it, we, we lost about as many people fight in the war as we did from the 9-11 event, which sometimes you can question that as well. Part of the problem of Afghanistan, I think, is a lot of this got into nation building, which has been a real uh, tricky point here in our country. And uh, the, and this something we have fallen into that trap before historically around the world and was kind of happening in Afghanistan a bit. 
But the idea was very noble. It was to try, I mean, I get the argument here. It was to bring Afghanistan forward or try to do that. But, but people, you know, this is a seventh century, uh, you know, style of living. It, it really is a cult uh, within, we're talking about Islam itself, you know. Uh, but you, you, you've got to bring it back 1400 years again to really understand what's going on. And the mindset, see, this whole ideology, this thinking, this DNA, first of all, it never caught up with today where we're at in this century. But more so, it's not really changeable. It, it, you know, the old saying you used to hear, it's built into the cake. Well, that's kind of what this is now. And of course, a lot of these really... Uh, what else can you call them? Dumb politicians have this idea that, uh, you know, it's a religion of peace. In fact, Bush even said that, and not to go down that religion road, but listen, President Bush said that back then, you remember on the, and of course, Obama said it, and it was like, it was his religion. So surely he said it, but it was a religion of peace. And they got on there and they were telling, and of course, a lot of Americans bought into that thinking, well, okay, it's a religion of peace. Uh, there must have just been a few bad apples in the religion of peace, all right? Hmm. Well, uh, couldn't be further from the truth, huh? The problem is, uh, you know, people are not educated properly on any of this. So what's happening now with Afghanistan and the fall and the withdrawal and the humiliation that... Uh, Joe Biden has uh, brought on to the world with all, all of our allies and strategic uh, relationships uh, and uh, surely here in America now have a lot of people wondering about this war on terror. And, and again, because the safe haven part of it and the fact that now they have more than a caliphate, they got a whole country uh, they can particularly use to manipulate things and to strategically draw out uh, their plans I mean, who's going to stop them? We don't even have any eyes and ears there, which I talked to you about this whole idea. You know, we strategically are around the world in a lot of areas we fought wars in. And we do that to keep eyes and ears and keep the peace, not to nation build specifically. I actually asked that question and all to on the viewpoint this Sunday to Lieutenant Colonel Tony Schaefer about that. You know, what was that the right move to even remove ourselves from Afghanistan? I, I question that. Now, I'm not talking about nation building here, but I, I'm talking about, you know, eyes and ears, or strategically, uh, strategic partnerships. I mean, if you're going to keep the peace, you kind of got to know what's going on, people. So that's, I know that's a very edgy, controversial point of view. And I get that because I, I listen, I, I don't want to put our men and women in harm's way anywhere. And I certainly don't want a nation build, not for a hot second. No way, no how. In fact, that's that's one of the problems I have with our politicians is often they're trying to push our form of democracy onto the world. It's not possible. You got to stop that stuff. And of course, they keep making the same mistake. And what do you think happens? Well, they keep getting the same end conclusion is what happens. So, you know, I, I think now what I want to do today here is take a deep dive and talk about, listen, there's going to be a lot more on this war on terror. Believe me, this is something you're going to get tired of hearing about because it's going to be front and center uh, of what's going to be happening in the world right now. And, uh, and specifically, I want to talk about the Taliban, Afghanistan, uh, and the future of a lot of this. What are we, how can we prevent some of the future tragedies that may very well happen? Uh, what can we do here uh, in our country uh, 
to offset some of that, I think. And uh, let's do that today here with IQ Al Razuli. Uh, join me here. Uh, IQ is a foreign affairs analyst. Uh, he's an Iraqi exile, Arabic speaker, a scholar, author. Uh, he's a weekly columnist, writer here at America Out Loud, and really uh, a man who's dedicated his life to studying this, understands more so than about anybody uh, what really is going on. And, and I want to go right here to this major, major point here that you point out, IQ, in your recent article, which again, folks, you can read this at americaoutloud.com. It's entitled, The Taliban's Goal in Governing Afghanistan May Surprise You. Now, that title as well gets me thinking, but here's what I wanna ask you. You point out an eye-opening uh, element to this in the article, that the Taliban have a different goal in the war on terror than other of these kinds of movements, these terrorist movements. Uh, and you're talking about the way they're gonna govern inside of Afghanistan versus their pushing of terror around the world. This is a really, really big point. Actually, it was an eye-opener for me to read this and to understand what you were saying, IQ. And I, I wanna spend a few moments on this now and I want listeners to understand what exactly you're talking about, please. First of all, the tragedy of the West vis-a-vis -vis Islam is they are not willing. It's not because they're not stupid, because they're stupid. They're not willing to accept that a so-called religion called Islam is not a religion, number one. It's a cult belief system, the cult of Muhammad. Simply because their God, Allah, whom they claim, Muhammad claimed that Allah is the same as the God of the Bible. But in 10 seconds, I can destroy that. Why? In the first revelation that Muhammad received, according to their tradition, from the angel called Jibril, which theoretically is Gabriel, the first revelation says, which means, recite in the name of your Lord, who created humans from a leech, or a blood clot. Now, I want people to understand what I'm talking, talking about. If Allah is the same as the God of the Jesus and Moses and Abraham, how is it possible for this Allah to tell Muhammad that humans were not created from dust and that he, God, breathed life into it? No, they were created from either a leech, because alaq in Arabic has two meanings a leech or a blood clot. Now, blood clot is a dead material. How could humanity be created from dead material or from a leech? Simple question. No imam on planet Earth will ever be able to defend it. None. This destroys Islam instantly. It sounds like ridiculous, doesn't it? But it isn't ridiculous. It's a fact that the first revelation to Muhammad is a lie or a contradiction. And since the, the Quran says that Allah revealed the Torah to Moses, the Torah is the five books of Moses, the first five books of the Bible. And that he, Allah also revealed the gospels to Jesus and everybody who's got two, anybody with two braces of logic who knows about the gospels knows that they were never revealed to Jesus. They were not written by Jesus. They were written by people who published them 50 to 90 years after Jesus was dead and resurrected. 
Again, Allah is wrong. Now, how could Allah be a God who is wrong all the time? And I can find 24 other items in the Quran, biblical, all wrong, that Muhammad revealed, that Allah revealed to Muhammad theoretically. Does that make sense to you? Well, it does, uh, but you went up to 80,000 feet on me right out of the gate uh, to a bigger bigger point, which I wasn't really there yet, but, but you still didn't answer the question I put out there first, my friend, and that is this article here about the Taliban and yes. having a different goal in the war on terror. And I'm talking present day now, how governing inside of Afghanistan versus their goals. See, a lot of people understand with the terror uh, and basically the uh, Iran's uh, Shia Islamic State and their goal of pushing terror all around the world and what they're doing. I mean, that's been something we've been talking about for the longest time. What was eye-opening me, to me here, IQ, is that you point out the Taliban have a different mode. Of, in fact, you point out one of their um, uh, spiritual leaders, uh, which uh, is you think will might very well become the leader of, of Afghanistan. I want you to talk about specifically that and this very interesting point you make, which I think is huge, and nobody's really talking about it, and how they're going to pushing their terror around the world versus not, which you point out, and how they're going to govern Afghanistan versus the world, yeah? I accept that. I didn't mislead you or misguide the readers or listeners, but I need them to understand the magnitude of what I'm talking about before we can delve into This is Islam. Islam cannot be modified. It cannot have, uh, what do you call it? a change of heart from Sharia. Sharia is the nemesis of every single item that humans strive for. It's against other people's religion. It's against freedom. It's against women. It's against anybody who's not a Muslim. It's against gays. It's against everything that makes life happy. There is nothing in Sharia which is not negative, doesn't exist. Now, the Shia, movement in Iran, the Ayatollahs, they have this, they have the, the idea that for the Imam, for their own, what they call him, Al-Mahdi, which is, is uh, the Shia's version of the, uh, the coming back of Jesus, second coming of Jesus. That's the Mahdi. The only time the Mahdi will come if there is a conflagration in the world, he will come and he will rule and he will bring the whole of the world under Shia Islam. The Taliban, most of them are Pashtun. Afghanistan is a made up state, made up of different cultures, different ethnicities and different beliefs. The majority of them are Pashtun and they are Sunnis. The leader of this government, who's going to take over in Afghanistan, which is a Taliban government, he intimated. But Americans, I don't know about these things because your news media will never tell you the truth. They, they don't even bother to find out what's happening. I get this information from the Arab news media because the Arabs are Muslims and they communicate with the Taliban and they come to conclusions and understanding with the Taliban, and they publish it. 
So I read it in Arabic and I can transmit it to Europeans and Americans. This leader is thinking of creating a Taliban government in Afghanistan not to spread terror. He is the exact opposite of the Ayatollahs. He wants Afghanistan to follow Sharia to the ultimate point of view. That means no women can go out without escort. Women cannot be in government. Women can't be in the art. There should be no dancing. There should be no music. I want Americans to understand that. When you have no dancing, no music, women are third-rate human beings or second-rate human beings. Uh, anybody who's not a Muslim is worthless. Their life are, is worthless. This is what Sharia is all about. And he wants to impose this system without spreading it around because he does not want to aggravate the Pakistanis and the other Muslim countries around him. The yeah. ones who are against him are the Tajiks. Okay. The Tajiks are a different group of people. And Hazars also another group of people. And the Hazars are Shia. So you already have the propensity for conflict within this, this state, religious conflict between Muslim and the Muslim. Nothing to do with the outside world. Mm -hmm. But this guy wants to literally eliminate all other oppositions and make the Taliban the only government for the rest of the life of Afghanistan. Right, right. You mentioned earlier that America should have left some footprint to keep an eye. You're absolutely correct. You should never have left Afghanistan. And as I agree with you 100% that you are not there to nation build. You can't nation build in Islam. That's a stupid thing to say, that you can build nations in Islam and bring them to democracy. There are 57 Muslim majority states in the world. Not one of them is a democracy. In democracy, I'm talking about in the true term, that you can have people with different religions existing or coexisting with Muslims. It doesn't exist in 57 Muslim majority states who constitute 28% of the United Nations. Yeah. How many uh, Americans know these things? No, zero. they don't. They don't. They because none zero. Of, I'm talking about the ordinary men and women. Yeah, yeah. No, they don't. I mean, there, there is no truth in any of this out there. I mean, completely. I mean, this is why we're educating folks right now. Uh, very interesting. All right, so I want to come back to the point where the different cultures. That's an interesting point, IQ, because I want folks to understand that a lot of these uh, religions and cultures in a lot of these countries, that's actually the biggest problem they have is that they're at different odds uh, within this. They're, they're not unified themselves. And like you say, they're like the worst enemies within that culture. But the only unifying thing, like for instance, in Afghanistan with all the tribes and all of the various cultures and the mix of that, that, and this is a problem we see in a lot of these countries out there. The only thing that unifies these people, and correct me on this, is their hatred of America. That is a unifying point with all these tribes. Not of America, please. Of America is only one victim. Right. It's the hatred of every human being on the planet who is not a Muslim. Okay. Not America. That's 80% of humanity in current terms. They hate Jews. They hate Buddhists. They hate Hindus. They hate pagans. 
they hate anybody who's not a Muslim. It's not only America. America yeah, I agree with that. But let me say, to you, yes, I agree with that. But if you had a list, America would be at the very top of that list. Yeah, and Israel after that. That's right. That's right. That's right. Uh, uh, it's that, a, that, doesn't, that doesn't solve the problem. This is a global problem. Right. This is a global problem. To solve this problem, you need to have Russia. You have, need China. You need India to coordinate with America. To coordinate with, you need Australia. You need everybody. Mm-hmm. But you are not united. Well, let, let me let me say now to what you say there. First of all, we're never going to have China in that fight. Um, in fact, China in 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 Afghanistan are the leaders and the Taliban and all the others are well, they're enemies, but they're also strategic partners. Uh, in fact, they're looking for the rare earths and all the values of Afghanistan, which China already has a pretty big market on, uh, which this was brought up on the weekend report as well. Um, and all these rare earths and all, which, again, are a big part of our energy field here. And, and then, you know, you have a Biden administration, which has changed uh, now, has gone the opposite of making us energy independent. And then you've got they want to do wind and solar and electricity which all requires a lot of these rare earths. And yet China has a market on it already. There's a whole bunch of it in Afghanistan that China's trying to get their hands on. And yet our, our, our silly, um, stupid politicians in Washington are predicating our future energy, which is significant IQ, on this point. And we're not going to have any control of rare earths. We're not going to have any control whatsoever of this. And yet this is the agenda they're pushing moving forward. What do you think about that? I agree with you. They're stupid. They're criminal. But nobody's talking about this. They are criminally negligent. Mm -hmm. They are doing the exact opposite of what they should do to protect America and Americans. They're not protecting you. They have left the border open even now. This is an act of treason. I don't know how you Americans are not coming to this conclusion. I'm an outsider looking in. I have a house. I have an apartment. Do, why do I have a door? I have a door because I don't want anybody to come in without my permission. If somebody comes in with my, without my permission, what am I going supposed to do? If I have a gun, I kill them. Because I don't know what they are, why they're coming to my flat mm-hmm. or my apartment or my house. I cannot read what there is in their mind. But the fact that they are breaking into my home, not coming through the door properly, not asking permission. Why am I supposed to do? to pretend that they are, uh, their, their, their objective is good. Right. No, their objective cannot be good. Right. The right. people who are crossing your border, their intention is not only to, to have a better life. Will they contribute? The answer, not necessarily yes. Mm-hmm. If they are Muslims, they will never contribute, ever. Look at the Europeans. They have 30 million Muslims now, destroying Europe from within and from without. This is not racism. Mm-hmm. You find me a piece of garbage to tell me I'm a racist. Find one. Islam is not a race. It's a belief system. It's not a race. Islam contains every race, every color, every nationality on earth. It's not a race. It's a belief system. I'm attacking the belief system. I don't attack, attack Muslims. Mm-hmm. I attack the belief system. The belief system must be destroyed. You said about the Chinese, they would never join. You are absolutely wrong. The Chinese are the only people on earth who are treating the Muslims the way they should be treated. Mm-hmm. I know it's outrageous to be heard on your, on, in America. 
this concentration camps. These are not concentration, they're re-education camps. And they are wrong yeah. also. Yeah. Yes, yeah. they are wrong. They are, you cannot re-educate a Muslim. Okay. You have to destroy his belief system. You cannot re-educate him. Okay. All right. Okay? Yeah. And I keep repeating this and nobody is listening. Well, we're, we're trying to get that word out there, my friend here. Uh, let me let me reset the pay, page here for what we're doing uh, with uh, IQ Al Brazuli. And, uh, you know, I, I want to there's a lot of big points I want to make in the war on terror and what the future looks like, which we'll talk to him a little bit to here after the uh, uh, pause of the program, friends. But uh, listen. Uh, I'm going to agree to disagree with IQ, and we'll talk about this in just moments here in regards to China. I'm going to hold my position, and, uh, and, and, and it's not much we actually disagree on, but this is one point I would absolutely disagree on. I do not see America ever coming together with China again. I think those, uh, I think those uh, uh, forecasts have been written. Uh, I, I think they have become the biggest enemy to America. And I don't think anything is going to unite us with China moving forward. I do think it sets up a very interesting conflict in the future. I think, and let me say this, you know, IQ has been talking to me now, talking to you here for uh, for many, many years. He's been on the platform as a dear friend of the program and one of our experts. I'm proud to have him here. And he's been trying to warn the world of, of what's really going on and, and the root causes, which is why, in all due respect, he started the program and went there immediately to 80,000 feet. And I get it. I get it. It's just that we tend to lose Americans sometimes when we do that, because there's some other principal points normally in front of that, which is why I said, well, listen, let's get back to that point. But he's right when he wants to educate folks to the root causes of these things. He's absolutely correct. However, you know, we've been talking a lot in past times about China being uh, the biggest enemy of, uh, you know, and that, this has been a real sticking point with the, the Democrat Party pushing Russia and all of that over the last many, many, many years. Uh, and you know, but before that, and bringing it back to 9-11, it was terrorism. It was terrorism in, in the barbaric point of what we're speaking about with the Taliban, but also the ISIS folks and a lot of these Islamic radical uh, extremist folks and groups that IQ was talking about, these various tribes. And, you know, that was really going to be the enemy back then. And then our minds shifted and we had this confusion about Russia and China, but it was always China that was going to be the problem. Just nobody was admitting it. And our media wasn't admitting it. And our politicians were not, were not admitting it. I think we're setting up for a future conflict in the world, whatever that looks like. And I think America, here's my thoughts, and I'll get IQ's point on this uh, just afterward here, but I think America is presently being downsized. I think the, the United States is being downsized for a whole lot of reasons. Uh, the globalists are in control, and they're pushing a very big agenda here. And our uh, stupid politicians that are elected to high office are playing into all of this. Some of them understanding what's going on, and some of them have not a clue. Uh, and the thing is, we've got to decipher between the two different camps to really understand it's ignorance or is there a bigger agenda at hand here? You don't, don't forget what I'm saying there, okay? But now, when you look at all of this, 
and you understand we're positioning, we were positioning for the next big enemy, which is clearly China. There's no doubt about that. However, at the same time, the terrorists have always been there. And you see, the point of this is these terrorist groups play long term, just like China does, actually. The only one that doesn't play long term is the United States. We're the only ones that only play to the next election. Nobody gives a damn about 50 years from now or 100 years from now. There isn't a, none of these cats are thinking about future generations. None of them. I mean, you and I might be, but the vast majority of all these other cats, they don't they don't give a rat's ass about the future generations. They only look at the next election. That's all they're worried about. And that's a fundamental difference as to why we fail to prepare for the future. I'm telling you right now, compared to a China or these radical groups, they plan hundreds and thousands of years ahead. That's what they do. They live in a whole nother dimension, people. I need you to understand what I'm talking about because it's, it's a vital key point as to why we continue to fail and it's also why we never learn our lessons and why we keep going back to the same problems. And we're not helping anybody out here. We're certainly not helping future generations out, rest assured. But I think you're looking at a future conflict right now. You know, we talk about World War I, World War II, and what does World War III look like? Well, it's a different kind of war. I'll tell you that it's not going to be fight with uh, traditional military equipment. It's going to be biological weapons in the case of what China just did with this bioweapon of COVID. It's going to be uh, fought with cyber warfare. You've got cyber and biological warfare. That's where the future is going to be. And then you look at a lot of these people that uh, the, are enemies. And China is set up over here. But then on the other side of the, the chessboard, you have these terrorist groups and these Islamic radical extremists, you see, who have nothing to live for. Their goal is to die. And so when you look at that and that, now that puts China and terrorist groups in conflict. At some point, they're going to fight. At some point, China and the radical groups are going to fight. But their hatred of America, I think, is the cancer in all of this. And I don't see any of them partnering with us. Certainly the terrorist groups are not going to, the, the Islamic extremist groups. And I don't see China doing it either. Uh, I, I think that they will uh, take it on themselves. They'll uh, partner with their enemies because they look at America as the real enemy here and the one that they want to dismantle moving forward. That's that's my story, and I'm, I'm kind of sticking to it at this moment here. We'll get IQ's point on that in just moments here. We're going to take a pause here, and we'll be back with more Voice of a Nation in just a moment. Listen to Malcolm, the Voice of a Nation, on iHeartRadio or our free apps on Apple, Android, or Alexa. Each of us is born with 30 trillion cells that make us. These cells determine how we feel, perform, sleep, focus, and how long we live. And to live our best life, all we have to do is feed our cells. But most food and supplements don't reach our cells, keeping us from reaching our full potential. Make every cell count with Healthy Cell. Founded with a mission to empower people to take control of their own health at the most fundamental level, Dr. Vincent Jampapa, world-renowned cell researcher and medical doctor, created supplements that work at the cellular level to boost immune health, sleep better, focus deeper, and stay younger longer. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off your first order of any product. 
And that's HealthyCell.com, H-E-A-L-T-H-Y-C-E-L-L. And use code OUTLOUD for 20% off. AmericaOutloud.com is the alternative from the agenda-driven globalist. Here, we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. On-demand podcast or real-time talk radio with our streaming apps on Apple, Android, or Alexa. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all. Our global experts are brilliant writers and engaging hosts on a mission of a lifetime. You'll find the latest news and inspiration on the front page of AmericaOutloud.com. Hey, we join you back here on The Voice of a Nation. It is Malcolm Out Loud here, yours truly, and uh, it's good to be with you here. Uh, talking a big story today about this war on terror, bringing in the Taliban component in Afghanistan, but also the, the traditional radical extremist groups. Uh, and China is another part of this. And I, I want to get back to talking. I, I've got a lot of thoughts for you, questions for you, IQ, in the war on terror. There's nobody in a better position to really talk about this and understand then what the war on terror is than you. I always look forward to having these talks with you. Uh, and, you know, our point is to try to educate folks, educate them uh, to what the, the root causes. Uh, uh, and so that's important. IQ, I'm looking at this. I'm looking at a World War III and what does that really look like? And people talk to me all the time about these kinds of things and where we're positioned in the world. But listen, I don't see it with traditional military equipment, that sort of thing. I think we've been there, done that. And I think that's where America has the edge, but I think that's where it starts and that's where it stops. I think the reason a lot of our enemies are spending time in biological weapons and labs and the reason they're spending a lot of time in cyber fraud and all the things that are happening there and why they're messing with us in elections and and things like our energy and our electrical grids and things like that is because that's where the future or even an EMP attack. That's where the future of war is going to be. It's going to be on a different front. And the question is, is America prepared? And I would say we're not prepared. We're not spending our time, and that can be blamed on the current leadership. All, and I'm not just talking about the Biden people. I'm talking about entire Washington establishment, politics, Democrats, Republicans alike. Uh, they're both uh, not taking this seriously. And that's what's going to be the downfall of America. Now, we have a lot of enemies, uh, uh, IQ. America is at the top of that list when it comes to enemies because we represent uh, it, it freedom, liberty, uh, what, what is known as any kind of a, a democratic society, that's, that's America. So the question we have to ask ourselves is, how do we prepare? What does it look like ahead? You know, it's, it's hard sometimes, IQ, because, you know, I feel like we're taking our eye off the ball. We have the war on terror over here. We have the whole 9-11 episode in 20 years worth. We have the downfall of Afghanistan right now, what's happened. We have, have all that Middle East business that's never gone away. It's still there. We made a dent with the caliphate and ISIS and all that. But the core of this uh, cult is always there, as you've been talking about right along. But then you bring in China. 
And and I would say to you, see, I don't see us ever working with China. I think China knows we are we are the enemy, and I think they can put on pretty faces and suits and ties and act like they like each other, but clearly we don't. And I think now we're trying to make a, a, a move around the world with Hong Kong, Taiwan, the South China Seas, uh, their movements in Africa and their movements around the globe. They're positioning for world, uh, they want to be world dominant and they want to knock America down. So they're not looking to partner with us anytime soon. And yet the terror, they're right now trying to partner with Taliban and Afghanistan. So what is, how does this all shake out now? How, what does this all look like moving forward? I agree with almost most of what you have just said about China, that okay. she is mm -hmm. the most important enemy that America has. But okay. you forced her also. America did force her. She is a competitor. China is a competitor no, no, in politics, in science, in everything, because she had a great civilization. She's a gigantic country, She's not a small country, huge country with enormous wealth and enormous potential. 25% of the top students in universities in Europe and in America from the outside world are Chinese, literally Chinese. They come to the West, they learn from the West, they go back to China and make China even better. But when it comes to Islam, and you are absolutely wrong when you speak about shades of Islam, extremist Muslim, radical, there is no such thing as an extremist Muslim or radical Muslim. All of them are reading the same Sharia. Yeah, well, Sharia well let me stop you there. I didn't say they weren't. I used it as a phrase to speak about the way yeah. we perceive them here in America. There, never do I, 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 well, let me yeah. just say to you, I do not believe there are shades of this at all. Let me be clear back with you because you're calling me out and I'm going to push back at you uh, because I do not believe there are shades of this at all. I never said that. You said that, not me. Okay, let's get it straight. There are no shades in Islam. And I, do, I would prefer it if you don't speak about what American perception is. This is the wrong thing. This is why we have to destroy the perception. There are no shades in Islam. ISIS, Al-Qaeda, Al-Shabaab, Boko Haram, and what we have now in Afghanistan, Taliban, they read the same book. It's called Quran. They read the same traditions about Muhammad. It's called Hadith. They are the foundations of Sharia. They cannot deviate from it. Let me stop you there now. I want to ask you something about what you just say now, because my mind just went there a moment here. It, it, everybody, on, uh, everyone should understand what you're talking about without the shades, that they all have one goal. They're reading the book, the Quran. They have marching orders from Allah. I get it. I get it. Okay, whatever that is, it is. Now, but you point up in your article of that major point, back to the difference within these cultures and these groups within the cult, and speaking about the Taliban, that their actual goal is to not to push their brand of terror onto the world specifically, and I want to talk about this IQ, specifically versus the way they want to live their life. Now, let me say, they came out recently, just this past week, and said, and I, I mean, I've seen multiple reports on this, and they said officially they want America to stop telling them about human rights and to leave them the hell alone. They are going okay. to make sure... They're going to make Sharia the dominant force in Afghanistan, period, end of story. Now, those are the official reports from the leadership of, of the Taliban in Afghanistan. The major point is 
where you say they're not pushing their brand of terror onto the world, but living within their borders in the way they want to live. So that is a different version of that kind of. And I want to talk about that a moment because I think that's a significant point. Because if somebody wants to live, you know, who sh- who are we to push on? I mean, do we play God and Savior and protect everything that breathes on the planet? Is that our role? Should we, you know, back to pushing our form of living and breathing and democracy on every form of government around the world? This is a big planet. And there are a lot of different mindsets and people on it. Should we give a rat's ass what they're doing inside the borders of uh, Zimbabwe, Somalia, or Afghanistan, or China? Is that our role or not? No, it's not your bloody role. That's not your business. Okay. You want democracy? Try it in America. And you, are, you Americans, you're, you yourselves are saying that you don't have a democracy. You yourselves are saying, at least the Democrats are saying, that you are a racist country. How could anybody respect America when it calls itself racist? Come on. I mean, and you were talking about future generations. You, ha- you are already destroying your future generations with the $3.6 or $3.5 trillion. Who is going to pay the interest on that money? Who? Your grandchildren. You will not have enough money to do that. They, they don't have the money to pay the interest on that. So when you talk about, are they looking in the future? You're, you're right. Uh, your politicians read every two years or every four years, election, election, election. They don't give a damn about the American people. Yeah. It's yeah. obvious they don't give a damn. Yeah. But Biden has done in Afghanistan, proves beyond a shadow of a doubt, mm-hmm. he doesn't give a damn. What Biden is doing with the three and a half trillion dollars proves beyond a shadow of a doubt any thinking American with two brain cells of logic should know when you are printing money to tune of three and a half trillion dollars plus 27 trillion dollars before that. The interest is enormous. Who is going to pay for it? Well, it's even more than the three and a half because they have the other one with a couple of tree in there. I mean, these people are spending money right now in the trillions like it's a silly putty. It's money in cyberspace. It's yep. money in That's cyberspace, right. but somebody has to pay for it. Your children and grandchildren will have to pay. They can't do it. It cannot be done. Yeah. Uh, I want to ask you, this is important. Let me let me ask you this and, and, and uh, set the playing field here, uh, IQ. Uh, so in regards to Afghanistan, what's just taken place there, uh, the fact that we've left Americans behind and, and our partners who put their lives on the line to strategically help um, with Afghanistan is one thing. One of the American principles, which I've surely been pointing out to all of our listeners, is that we, we never leave Americans behind and we never negotiate with terrorists. Yet the Biden administration has done both and has never blinked an eye with both of those American principles they have broken. Now, I asked... Uh, Lieutenant Colonel Tony Schaefer on the weekend, and I want to talk to you about this now. It cannot be coincidence, IQ, that we have just left all that equipment in Afghanistan. That's not a casual decision. You know, as I say, who the hell makes that decision? Is it our generals? Is it our, you know, is it the president? I mean, we know the buck's supposed to stop with him if he has a 
a, a thought process or a brain, sure. Um, but, you know, who exactly is making those decisions? So, you know, we have never done that ever where we've left that sort of uh, armory and equipment with any enemy before. Now, when you look at, is that coincidence or is that strategic in nature? When you look at the Southern border, which you mentioned a little while ago uh, in the program about that being, there's no reasonable thought process to who's coming over that border. Uh, it does so much harm, and a lot of the people we're talking about in the war on terror are also coming across that border. Rest assured, they're already here in America. They're just positioning and looking for the opportunity to strike, and we're going to have problems ahead because of all this. When you look at the strategic decisions this administration has been making and the political elite in the establishment in Washington, period, IQ, I have to believe now, and I want to ask you, this can't be casual. This can't be uh, coincidental. It can't be, uh, you know, inconsequential. It almost has to be strategic in nature. And one can only ask themselves this question. Are our leaders, are our American leaders and the, and, and the media who are behind this, are, is their goal to really, I mean, truly now, to take America down? Because why would they be making the decisions they're making? You talked about money, the debt. Yeah, and, you, and forgetting all that, but just look at all of the decisions straight across the board. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. No matter which of these things you look at, nowhere are they making the right decisions for Americans or for this country. They're doing the direct opposite. So what does that really say, looking at this clearly? What is their goal? I mean, can anybody see anything different? Or are these people part of the globalist movement and trying to take America down? It is a globalist movement. There is no other solution. There is no other logical answer to it. There is, doesn't exist. From my point of view, Every single one of the leaders that you have today in the government of, in the Biden administration should either resign or be put on trial for treason. Every single one of them. Whether Americans like what I'm saying or not, I couldn't give. Well, they're not going to do any of that because they're controlling the cards. So they're not going to follow any of that. Okay. Yeah. So you have a very corrupt government. Exactly. A very corrupt, very insidious very treasonous, very treacherous group of people. Yeah. This is only globalist. The globalists want to bring all humanity together. It will never happen. Humans are not equal. No two humans are equal. Yes, they are equal under the law for killing them or murdering them or raping them or whatever under the law, yes. Mm -hmm. But we are not equal. No two human beings are equal. Each one is completely different from the other. This is what makes us unique. Amen. We're not equal. I can be an authority on Islam. Somebody can be an authority on music. The other one on painting. I will know nothing about painting. I know nothing about music. I can listen to it. I can appreciate it. I can enjoy it. But I, I cannot even whistle a musical theme. So we are different. We're not equal. And most important thing is, do not interfere with the internal affairs of somebody else. They want to murder their women. What's got to do with you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, who, listen, are, who are you? Who made you the moral, super, morally right. superior to decide? Yeah. Or, true, you follow the Bible. But yeah. 
other people don't want to know the Bible. Well, it's sick. I mean, listen, the cultures, let's be clear, the, the various culture forms we're seeing are sick. One of the stories that came out of the UK, I, uh, I put out on social media just the other day, was an eight-month-old, uh, uh, was an eight-month pregnant woman uh, who had a baby in her eight months, again, pregnant, and was killed in front of her family and tortured um, right there. She was, I think, a police officer, as I remember the story, IQ, came out of the UK. And we're seeing a lot of these reports and stories that they're doing this and raping the women and kill and yeah i mean this is hell on earth this this is satanist this this is this is exactly as i've been saying to listeners what hell looks like all right listen i, I gotta i've got a few questions i i want to get your perspective on and this is very important now so i i, I wanted to ask you these things and i want listeners to hear uh, and see what your answers are we're talking about the future war on terror here's what i want to ask you first let me do a little round robin with you here and get your thoughts on these things. Number one, what does Afghanistan look like, in your opinion, 10 years from now? If you could predict right now, what does Afghanistan look like 10 years from now? 7th century Arabia. Mm -hmm. I, I expect Americans to go and read about it. The darkest period of Arabia was under Muhammad. Literally, the darkest period. The Muslims call the people before Islam, jahiliya means ill, the people who are ignorant. The most ignorant human beings on the planet are the followers of Muhammad. And I'm not brushing them all. I'm saying it because that's exactly what they are. You cannot grow a, a, literally a blade of grass under Sharia. You can't. This is why one and a half billion Muslims on planet Earth are the least productive, least inventive, least creative in human history. The only ones who are succeeding are the Emirates in, 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 in the Gulf uh, near Arabia. And the only reason they are succeeding is because they don't Im impose Sharia. The minute you impose Sharia, you are back in the seventh century Arabia. You cannot ever produce anything. Mm -hmm. You can produce terror. You can produce death, destruction, discrimination, but something productive, Never. Right, right. never Which happen. is what a lot of them live for, to do exactly that. That's that's right. their ground rules to do all of that. All right. Let me ask you this now. And that's interesting. And, and I'm not really surprised, but you're saying, got it, seventh century. That's what Afghanistan looks like 10 years from now. The worst barbarians on the planet. We're talking hell on earth here is really the reference point I make with everybody here. Here's the next one. What does the Middle East now look like 10 years from now, IQ? And and the caveat, the, the other part of this question is, does Iran have a nuclear weapon by then, 10 years from now? From my understanding, the Israelis will never allow it. And if the Israelis never allow it and they attack Iran and destroy her capability, most of the Sunni Arabs will join her. Yeah, 10 years from now, Israel will be the one who protects the Arabs, not America. Okay. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Uh, is it ironic? Okay, all right. Yeah, so you... years from now, with, with, with Iran gone in the sense of the Ayatollahs, and when Iran becomes free from the Ayatollahs, Iran will be an extremely powerful nation mm. and extremely advanced, by the way. Is that a Four bad thing or a good thing? That's a good thing, yes, because that's 70 to 80 million, right. 70 to 80% of the new generation of Iranians hate Islam. Yeah, yeah. They hate Islam. They had for 40 years nothing but Islam, but Sharia. 
only the ayatollahs, only the imams. They hate Islam. By the way, what people don't seem to understand, when a Muslim hates Islam, he's got two choices. It's called apostasy. But most Muslims, because they know the Quran or they read the Quran and Jesus is mentioned in the Quran and Mary is mentioned in the Quran, they tend to gravitate to Christianity. Okay. All right. All right. You know, very I, important. I see us later on uh, coming back, and, and maybe this is a, something you even do an article on, but inter- I love what you just said about Iran. It's an eye-opening statement again that you say to remind people that 70, 80 percent of them uh, really uh, uh, dispel and hate the the uh, Sharia law Islam movement, which positions Iran with the younger generation coming up, which is why they're against the government, which is why they're having trouble out there corralling all those people. But that could be an interesting strategic relationship with Iran, them becoming dominant. That's why I asked you the question, is that good or bad? And you answered it the way I thought you were going to. But in comparison to Israel, which could be the real interesting spark about what the future looks like out there, which actually gives a little bit of hope. I think that there's some future write-ins and conversations we need to have. Let me ask you this now next, please. Uh, we've got a couple of minutes left here. Do we expect, do, 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 do we expect and should we expect more terror attacks uh, in the United States on this soil here over the next 10 years? 100% guaranteed. Yes, 100. There is no question. Look, all they need is the whole purpose. You see, this is where it's funny. America threatens them with death. But you cannot threaten jihadi with death. He is willing to die. That is his purpose in life on That's earth. It. It. Jihad is mandated upon you. It's a great point. Chapter 2, verse 256. Read it. Yeah. Yeah. Chapter yeah. 2, Al-Baqarah, verse 256. Yeah. It's mandated. You have to commit jihad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's so a very interesting point. Somebody who wants to die. Yeah, you can't yeah. threaten them. When you take that off the table, listen to what IQ is saying. When you take that off the table, you take everything. I mean, that's the that is it. You're so right. That that's the ultimate chess move right there, the death. And that's what they live for, versus that what that is what we fight against. That is a big uh, disparity right there. Uh, so you believe there are going to be uh, more terror attacks, and yet that's and, and yet we've talked about the last piece here is Afghanistan being possibly safe haven which is why we went in there 20 years ago yet now you say to me in your article and you say today that well you know but yet they're not looking to really push their world of terror onto the world they want to keep it within their borders and live the way they want to live with Sharia law so where's this terror uh, uh, emanating from uh, I, I imagine part of it's our southern border part of it's the Middle exactly. East I was going to tell you southern border yeah. And also the people you're bringing from Afghanistan, nobody is vetting them. Already at least 100 people were, uh, who came to Europe, mm-hmm. at least 100 people, according to reports, were part and parcel of the Taliban. They had them on the list as dangerous people, but they came to Europe on flights from Kabul. So you have no idea what you're bringing in. That's right. You're injecting yourself with a disease and you don't know what kind of disease it is. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Haiku, wow. What a, what a very interesting discussion with you. I, you know, I really thought this was going to be uh, really good today, and it, it was all of that uh, helping me educate listeners. Thank you, IQ. Thank you. My pleasure. Yeah. Now I just, we, people, I just want, I don't want them to believe me. I want them to research what I'm talking about.
Right. I'm not here to educate you in the sense that indoctrinate you. Right. I want you to understand that the fundamental basis of Islam is Sharia. Mm -hmm. And this is not negotiable. They are not going to change it. They consider every human being on the planet who is not a Muslim as inferior creature to be raped, to be plundered, to be subjugated, to be a slave. They've done it for 1400 years. And if God, I hope God will not allow it that they will last another 1400 years. But that's another story. It is indeed. Yeah, it is indeed. And um, IQ Al Razuli, uh, uh, really appreciate uh, his perspective. You know, he makes you think. He makes you think. And his articles, his write-ins, you definitely want to catch them and read them. So really, the thing about IQ is he gets to the root cause. And he, he does it respectfully to educate the world as to what's going on. I, I really always appreciate, I look forward to reading his write-ins and I love to have him on here because he is uh, really, uh, he's a dose of truth you don't get out there, people. Uh, he's always a gentleman, he always is first class, uh, but he gets to the truth and the point. And I love to have those discussions. I also love it when we sort of sometimes even disagree. It gives me sort of a, a joy to go at him sometimes and throw him a couple of curveballs. Uh, keeps us all honest, doesn't it here? But you know, that's the way it's supposed to be though. We're supposed to really bring our thoughts and our ideas. We're not all gonna, we're not equal. Like he said earlier, we're all, that's what's unique. And uh, it's important we remind ourselves of that. Uh, I think it's some interesting points here about the Taliban Afghanistan I wanted you to know about and understand the war on terror, which is going to be coming back. I've got some ideas ahead. I want to talk about more on this war on terror with other leading experts uh, and folks who understand what's going on here. Uh, in the meantime, it's all back at americaoutloud.com. That's the rocket ship you want to attach to right there. Uh, go take a look at all. I mean, it's it, it, they say content is king. Well, we got a lot of content back at America Out Loud, and that's because of our columnists, writers like IQ Al Razuli and others from around the globe. Uh, that are helping us get the word out. All of the great shows and the podcasts, they're all back there at americaoutloud.com. Thank you, my fellow Americans, for being with me on the mission here. It's time uh, to get involved and get loud. <laughs>